0: We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for May 26, 2019. Next report, a happy little title, Feds to Gas Prisoners During Martial Law, A Very Telling Suicide Note. So, again, from Dave Hodges. But this is being widely reported on the internet and has been widely reported. This was first reported on May eighth, two thousand and sixteen. So, you know, basically f- three three years ago, a forty two year forty two year old ICE officer, Immigration's Custom Enforcement, that's what ICE stands for, shot himself with a forty caliber service pistol inside Pier forty one in a Hudson River Park at around eleven a.m. Sources that have consulted, sources that I have consulted with have cautioned me not to necessarily buy into the suicide explanation as the cause of death. The information is sparse, but I feel compelled to say that there is not enough evidence on either side of the debate to determine whether this agent was suicidal or was a whistleblower that was murdered. Here are some excerpts from the alleged suicide note. Uh, Quote, the America I grew up in and I cherished has been murdered by its own federal government. Our constitution has become meaningless and our laws politicized so badly that they no longer... Uh, are enforced except for political purposes the note said our elected officials are to a person utterly corrupt and completely devoid of any love or respect for which the country pays them to them everything is about getting and keeping power and making illicit money from backroom deals if the american people knew what this government is planning they would rise up and overthrow it if i or anyone else in the federal government reveal what is coming we would be killed anyway so now i will reveal what i know We in the federal law enforcement have been drilling for several years to control riots and uprisings from a coming financial collapse Uh, the widespread bank failures the drills involved life-sized images of american men women and children to whom we are told to shoot for quote practice and to quote get used to it now here is a actual these are purchased by the home department of homeland security these are paper targets for them and you you can look at the actual targets here. I've got it in the PDF for this date, uh, five, five twenty six, two thousand nineteen, and ones of a pregnant woman. They're, it's funny too. They're all white white people. <laughs> I'm sure there's no coincidence there. Um, uh, wh- a white lady, pregnant. She looks to be probably good eight months pregnant, um, with a gun. Pointing back because this is how you get used to killing them, and then a little kid, smiling with a gun, pointing back. So they're really trying to, you know, don't let the smile fool you. you Got to blow them away, and then an old, uh, an older lady, grandmotherly type in a bathrobe, purple bathrobe, with a gun, and this is what they want them to get used to killing, because that's the source of all the evil. White people, essentially. A couple of days ago, I authored an article that was based on an anonymous email I was sent regarding the mechanics of gun confiscation. Now we're back to Dave's report. The context made it clear that the email came from someone inside of DHS. I want to repost an excerpt so that the reader can clearly see the dots um, connecting between these two different sources, meaning the supposed suicide letter and then this um, DHS insider. So... This other one, this other DHS letter says, I am not totally on board with what I've been training to do with regard to Americans and their Second Amendment gun rights. I am eligible to retire in three years and my protests will accomplish nothing. Now remember, this is the other one. This isn't the suicide letter. Um, My protests will accomplish nothing and I would lose my retirement. So you could say that I go along to get along. There are people in our government who are determined to take your guns. We have trained in mock cities on how we will accomplish this feat. Our support vehicle trains its guns on the house. The assault teams consist of a dozen men each. The armored support vehicle has orders to immediately fire upon anyone appearing in the window with anything that could be construed as a gun. If the occupants are non-responsive, we enter by knocking down the front door before going in. We have already viewed the schematics of the target house. Yes, we have blueprints for virtually every house in America. We go in hot and we are trained to use deadly force against any and all perceived resistance. We do not use tear gas. We are trained to shoot any resistors. Upon entering the house, we are trained to identify ourselves and order everyone out of the house under gunpoint. We have um, trained on mock houses in which guns were hidden in the attic, under the bed, in a safe, and even in the underwear drawers. If the seized guns are legally registered, legally registered. Uh, we seize the guns and let the family return if the guns are illegal or not registered we take the entire family into custody even though you can buy guns in a lot of different states seller to seller and they're not reg but see that's in their eyes that means that they're they're illegal even though it's not illegal Now, I'm not saying every, I don't know every gun law in every state, but, you know, this is garbage. Uh, Let's go on here. Uh, If the guns, if the seized guns are legally registered, we seize the guns and let the family return. Oh, good. If the guns are illegal and not registered, we take the entire family into custody. I mean, babies and all, little children, babies and all. We have practiced transporting families to differential holding facilities regarding children and women and men. They're held in different facilities because they always divide because they divide you up because then they can hold you know, each other hostage and interrogate each other separately and get a lot more out of that situation. One of the reasons that I am writing you is because you have identified Camp Grayling as a detention facility during the Jade Helm drills. During that time, my team trained foreign soldiers at the camp in the art of securing new prisoners. Uh my training of four nationals makes me suspect that the future gun confiscation efforts will be conducted under the auspices of the United Nations, although I've not been told that. Well, of course they're going to use foreign troops to do all this. They they have a hatred for us that's been born and bred for a long different for a long time. We've got the Chinese troops on, we've got other, you know, Russians, we've got a lot of other nations that hate our guts, and they've been promised the the spoils of war. Our troops are all going to be overseas anyway, most likely, and being killed off there. So this is their plan. I'm just saying this is their plan. I'm not saying God's going to let it all play out that way, but I'm telling you this is what they are planning. I've reported on this same scenario, maybe not specifically, but inferred this many times in the past. Um... So, he's saying the gun confiscation will be conducted under the auspices of the United Nations. Of course it will because, you know, that's their plan. This is where I part company with my employer. I will not participate in such an operation. Uh, Now, Dave Hodges then says the dead ICE agent who supposedly killed himself said the same thing. So, let's go back to the suicide note. We'll continue on. We have been told that the economy is terminally ill and will fail. We are also told the banks are insolvent and the FDIC doesn't have nearly enough funds to bail out depositors. No, of course not. We are told that these events are unavoidable and it is imperative that the government survive when the people rise up over all of this. When the collapse takes place, detention camps created under the FEMA Rex 84 program in the 1980s to house illegal aliens whom we are going to deport will instead be used to imprison American citizens whom the government feels constitute a, quote, threat. American citizens will be rounded up without warrants and imprisoned without trial for God knows how long. Well, they're they're extermination camps. I mean, come on, let's be honest. These camps have been equipped to carry out Hitler-scale killings, an actual purge of American citizens by the very government which they themselves created and paid for. I cannot be party to this. Now, this is the suicide note, remember. And he's confirming basically what this other guy's saying. The government knows the military will rise up to stop this. So our military is being, de- now remember, this was written like three years ago. So our military is being deployed overseas and intentionally involved in foreign fights so they cannot be here to help Americans. I mean, this is when Obama was in office when he wrote this. So this World War Three thing, that's why I said this is so pivotal because if they can get virtually like the vast vast bulk of majority of our troops out of this country offshore i mean they're not going to be told what's going on anyway it's not like they can like they're going to commandeer an aircraft carrier and try to get back home to help everybody they're not going to be in that position they're going to be scheduled for termination just like the americans are the ones that constitute a threat at least um now remember, God's bigger than all this and, and, and I'll, I'm going to give you, well, I'm not going to go over them, but I'm, I'm posting the Bible verses re- regarding this type of stuff, I think after this report. Um, but again, this guy wrote this three years ago. So our military is being deployed overseas and intentionally involved in foreign fights so they cannot be here to help Americans. It's very important. And so this is why, this is one of the, things you want to really look out for they really start getting our guys overseas See, i don't think they're going to do it right this right at this moment because there's too many of our own military on our soils but if trump deploys one hundred and twenty thousand over to iran because we know that situation is going to escalate they got to have world war three And we have 120 of our thousand of our guys, and then who knows how many more. Maybe they'll reinstitute the draft, like I said. That's, I think, going to be one of the linchpins. One of the key things to look for. This is why certain ammunition and weaponry has been removed from national, from state, national, state-level, national guard armories. And over. And over a billion rounds of hollow-point ammunition has been bought by the federal government. Notice, that's the federal government. Not our own military. Because they're going to have certain factions of the government, most likely, I'm not going to say fully on board, but a lot more than maybe certain branches of the armed services. The states themselves have been disarmed of the military-grade firepower so they cannot defend themselves from federal activities. This is also why local police departments have been militarized and provided with armored vehicles and weapons of war. Now, I guess so. There's going to be certain aspects of local government that will be on board with this that they've already infiltrated enough. And then there's going to probably be like the state level National Guard type of stuff is going to be depleted. And they're not going to have that. They're, they've thought this all out. You know, they've had. OK, so continuing with the letter or. Oh, no, this is actually Dave Hodges saying Uh, interestingly i interviewed the first female guard at san quentin prison barbara peterson and she validated the following statement in the so-called suicide note because evidently this was laid out in the suicide note as well where it says every federal prison has been outfitted with this is from the suicide note every federal prison has been outfitted with lethal gas systems when things go bad all prisoners in all prisons will be placed in their cells on lockdown prison staff will depart the facility and a certain designated person will trigger a lethal gas system. All federal prisoners, regardless of their crime or their sentence, will be gassed to death in their cells. Now, listen, I don't know if this is true. He, Dave Hodges says that they've got, but think about it. That would be, if they did, I mean, the people that are going to perpetuate this, they're, there's nothing that they wouldn't do. And if they've already got this set up, all they've got to do is put everybody in their cells, gas them. Now they've got all the prison systems and not only that, all of the other FEMA camps that they built. They're open for business again. It's just like they do in, in the um, retirement homes. When flu season comes around and you get your flu shot, you're going to have X amount of beds free up because the flu shot will kill them within anywhere from one day to two weeks or of after getting the flu shot. So they're going to have a whole bunch of beds free up it's the same concept here i've, I've talked about that a lot in times past uh so once the once the gap now this it says all federal prisoners say say okay, so i'm not saying this is going to happen at every single prison like you know your local sheriff or whatever i'm not saying it that but he's saying all federal prisoners regardless of their crime will or their sentence will be gassed to death in their cells. Once the gas clears, the dead will be removed and the prisons will then be used to house citizens who fight against the federal onslaught. Um, the note also makes mention about priests, rabbis, clerics from various religious denominations that have been re- recruited and trained to quell resistance. And I've talked a lot about this. Just keen clergy or clergy response team and the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. Talked about them at length. There's thousands of these guys, these these, you know, Judas, um, hirelings that have no love for the sheep because they're doing it for the money. They're doing it to save their own hide. They think that it's gonna, you know, they're being good little Nazis by saying using Romans 13 as some kind of justification when they're just selling out their congregations and acting as a spy. And in the end, they will be the, um, was the called the Judas goat that leads them to their their deaths and they'll and they'll do it proudly and they'll do it happily and they'll think that they're doing god's service you know the bible talks about it. they that kill you will think they're doing god's service and i think it applies to this clergy response team people they're and they're all they're already in their 501c3 corporate thing anyway they're already yoked up with the government and the state and they're they're blinded to that well this is just one step beyond that so i'm not saying every single one i'm not saying every single 501c3 or or whatever pastor is is a horrible evil person but they need to get out of that evil system. So pray for them that they get eyes to see, hearts to receive, and ears to hear. Because, man, we're, we're coming down to it. Uh, let's see here. But yeah, they've... they've they've. Uh, this is made mention. Um, the note makes mention, the suicide note, about the priests, the rabbis, and the clerics from various religious denominations have been recruited and trained to quell resistance. So... And this is from the letter, suicide letter. So intent is the government to succeed. They have recruited police, police, priests, rabbis, and clerics from various religions to quote appropriate scriptures about obeying the government. It'll be Romans 13. They are being trained to tell people not to fight back and that their best hope is to pray. Pray for a quick death, I guess. Executive Order 13603. The suicide note goes on at great lengths about Executive Order 13603 signed by President President Obama on March 16, 2012. The note details this executive order, the National Defense Resources Preparedness, this 10-page document is a blueprint for federal takeover of the economy, specifically Obama's plan, plan involving seizing control of all commodities and products that are capable of being ingested by either human beings or animals, all forms of energy, all forms of civil transportation, all usable water from all sources health resources drugs biological products medical devices materials facilities health supplies services and equipment and forced labor or induction as the executive order delicately refers to military conscription in other words they could do whatever they want to you through this executive order that satan put in power obama so there's a report here that i'm he has listed fema concentration camps locations and executive orders the road to hell, and there's a little map I posted here of some of the ones we know about. Federal officials would issue regulations to prioritize and allocate resources. This executive order from the government printing office website, and sure enough, everything contained in the officer's suicide note about this executive order is true. So it lines up with an actual executive order that is already in place that Obama put there. Much of this language has appeared in national security executive orders that previous presidents have issued, but more than previous national security executive orders, Obama's 13603 executive order seems to describe a potentially totalitarian regime obsessed with control over everything. Obama's executive order makes no effort to justify the destruction of liberty, no effort to explain how amassing totalitarian Control would enable government to deal effectively with cyber-sabotage, suicide bombings, chemical warfare, nuclear missiles, or any other possible threat. There's nothing in exec- this executive order about upholding the Constitution or protecting civil liberties. Um, in what circumstances, one might ask, would a president try to carry out this audacious plan? Well, executive order... 13603 says with ominous ambiguity during quote the full spectrum of emergencies so it's this open-ended vague thing meaning when they can implement this and there's a very good likelihood this is going to get implemented under under trump's watch not obviously obama's the suicide note also touches on the subject of preppers And it says, quote, we in federal law enforcement have been told that the government has a full database of all so-called preppers. Those people will be dealt with first by armed federal agents coming to take their guns then their food stocks so food can be redistributed as the government sees fit because you don't own anything anymore. You have no rights. And if you resist them at all, you will get a bullet in the head. That's what I'm reading into this. Now, God's still bigger than all of this. I'm saying this is what the the bleak... um, uh prognostication that they are presenting so and and this is typical of dave hodges we write conclusion please note that commonalities between the suicide note and the email i was sent from a suspected dhs agent i believe as the events unfold we are going to see more and more revelations like these at some point a critical mass of information will be reached however one hopes when that when the majority of americans become aware of their betrayal it is not too late to act Like him or not, Donald Trump is what stands between you and... Please, I need to eliminate that last sentence there. God is what stands between, not Donald Trump. I had no hope in Donald Trump in any way, shape, or form. Anyway, so uh, we have... I posted here my Bible verses on worry and anxiety. I did, did a teaching on that. Just You can look back a few weeks ago or just key in worry or anxiety the keyword search page at contendingfortruth.com uh, so i give you all those and then i also give you my section on biblical resistance to tyranny bible verses regarding defending and protection of in the innocent and children give you all that all those bible verses and then two teachings by well one is called god and guns and then another one on pastor john weaver on the biblical doctrine of self-defense and then another teaching on know when to draw your sword a biblical man needs to know when to draw a sword to protect his family's possessions and himself and then my teaching end time preparedness prepper mega study so if you want to that's a really good one because it's a mega study um this is just part two and uh the the table of contents for it is when the music stops how america city may explode in violence and then biblical resistance to tyranny i did a whole study there so i give you like four different studies and then um a bible believer responds to john piper's call for christians to not be armed and john piper's going to be one of these guys i'm sure already is in the clergy response team and he'll be telling you to you know just you know don't defend your family just lay down and give the government whatever it wants and you know, give give yourself over to Satan and type of stuff. So there's going to be a lot of these Judas goat, goat pastors that are telling you to do that. And you have to look at, if that was really biblical, why would a Judas goat pastor that sold his soul to Satan, that is trying to save his own high, telling me to do it? You got to think about it that way. He's not hearing from God. He's hearing from Satan. He don't care about anybody but himself. He's telling me to do this? Well, that by itself should make you question it. But look at the other things I've also posted here too now another thing is the this next section is a believer's authority in Christ and warring in the spirit so these are Bible verses where we we look at um you know plead my cause O Lord with them that strive with me fight against them to fight against me take hold of shield and buckler stand up for mine help these are those types of Bible verses okay that we list here it's, it's not totally exhaustive but it's quite a few it's it's like two three pages here of them um encouraging bible verses to dwell on to think on as a man thinketh, so is he so you want to think on these positive bible verses you want to you want to have faith in god you don't want to like get fixated it's one thing to have a heads up and to be aware of something so that you're not ignorant of satan's devices lest he get an advantage of you or you're not destroyed for lack of knowledge like the bible says in hosea 4 6 But it's another thing to dwell on that stuff 24-7 and wring your hands and then your faith in God's went out the door. Because those types of, this type of information can steal your faith if, if this is all you're dwelling on. So again, it's why I'm presenting the other side as well. Okay, so that you're not fixated on that. Psalm 91, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And then it goes on to say all of these things that God will do for you But it's predicated on you dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. Spending time with God, getting to know Him in your prayer closet, praying, you know, this type of stuff. is predicated on on receiving God's protection, and particularly when things go bad. If you've never had a relationship with Him, and then all of a sudden things go dark or whatever, well, you know, that's not the time you want to all of a sudden develop a relationship with, with the Lord. That's not you want to have that relationship and i'm again i'm not saying that because i'm i'm mr perfect and i've got like the perfect relationship with god i'm not saying that at all i'm just speaking to myself as much as anyone you want to seek the lord while he may be found type of thing and um go to him now (laughs) As, as opposed to waiting until that point because you know it's it's obviously scriptural so let's go forward here even more Okay, so this is a report from Lisa Haven. It's entitled, A Warning Message for Everyone Listening. You're in Unusual Danger.
1: I have a warning message for everybody out there who is listening. You are in grave danger. Danger of having every ounce of your freedom ripped out from underneath your feet. I'm talking about danger of being removed from multiple social media outlets simply because of your political view. I'm talking about danger at your schools, at your homes, and even your everyday congregations and meeting places like your churches and your restaurants. Danger of being criticized and picked on and violently attacked simply because of your political views. Don't believe we're headed in that direction? Well, in today's report, I'm going to prove to you just how bad some of the left-wing Democratic Uh, agents have gotten and how they are really upping their attacks on their political opponents. Check out this article from dailycaller.com. Facebook, Amazon, Google, and Twitter all work with the left-wing group, the Southern Poverty Law Center. Another article by dailycaller.com, Google's sister company, Jigsaw, has also joined up using the Southern Poverty Law Center data to develop comment moderation engine. So just who is the Southern Poverty Law Center and why are they working with a conglomerate of social media giants such as Facebook, Google, and Amazon? Well, the honest answer is the SPLC is an organization run by left-wing politics. They purposefully push a one-sided message and attack anyone with a conservative Christian value. The Southern Poverty Law Center is an organization linked to major left-wing media biased. And these are the exact ones being used by our big tech organizations. So here's just a few of the groups that the organization claims to be extreme the Oath Keepers, the American Family Association, the Family Research Council, Alliance Defending Freedom, the Ruth Institute, and WorldNet Daily. Here's a few people that they call extremists, including Alex Jones, David Barton, Mike Cernovich, Pamela Geller, Ron Paul, and many, many others. Chances are you yourself probably recognize some of those quote-unquote extreme organizations and some of the people that they claim are extreme. Organizations like the Family Research Council, a Christian organization. Speakers like David Barton, who does nothing other than talk about Christian history. Why are these organizations considered extreme? Good question. Well, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center, it's simply because of their political stance and their Christian values. Thankfully, some social media conglomerates have now left, supposedly, the SPLC. Check this article out on WivesiteNews.com. Twitter drops far-left SPLC as safety partner. For now, Twitter has reportedly dropped the Southern Poverty Law Center, but you see their censorship didn't stop there. Unfortunately, mass amounts of censorship against Christians, conservatives, and Trump supporters are still being reported by Twitter. But here's another article I think you'll find fascinating on LifeSiteNews.com. Over 30 conservative leaders call on big tech to cut ties with the left-wing Southern Poverty Law Center. The great news is some conservatives are now making their voices heard and standing up against some of the social media bias, but you know, it doesn't stop with just social media, online censorship and the Southern poverty law center putting their tentacles in every part of our internet. It doesn't stop there. Now the city of Los Angeles has passed legislation stating that if you want to do business as a city contractor, you must disclose your NRA ties. Take a look at this article on latimes.com. To do business with L.A., city contractors now must disclose ties with the NRA. So, if you're a member of the National Rifle Association, just a simple member of the NRA who supports our Second Amendment rights, if you're a member of that, you now must disclose that in the city of L.A. if you are a city contractor. How is it that rules and regulations are getting passed that specifically are in regards to someone's political view? Good question. But the good news is the NRA is now suing them. Take a look at this article on NPR titled NRA sues over LA law requiring contractors to disclose ties to the gun rights group. This is just one of the many reasons that I personally support the NRA. But you know, it doesn't stop with censorship of our internet and rules being passed at our local cities. No, in fact, the Democratic arm is encouraging violence against Trump and his supporters. In fact, Breitbart has put out a rap sheet of how many acts have been committed against Trump and his supporters. Take a look at this article on Breitbart.com. Rap Sheet 639 Acts of Media-Approved Violence and Harassment Against Trump Supporters. If you are a patriot, a gun owner, a Christian, a Trump supporter, or maybe even just someone who loves the Constitution and wants to build up your country, then you, according to the mainstream media and the political democratic leftist arm, are worthy of having violent acts committed upon you. Not only that, but you're worthy of having rules and regulations passed against you. Not only that, but you're worthy of having to confess your crime of being a conservative or a patriot. You're worthy of having to tell someone that you're a member of the NRA. And again, you're worthy of being blocked and blacklisted on every mainstream media, social media website. What kind of world are we living in where a person who has never committed a single criminal act, who has never even spoken against a a race of another color or never even been a racist or said anything racist. Since when did that person become an enemy of the state, an enemy of democratic politicians who encourage that kind of violence, who encourage it with leftist rhetoric, calling us xenophobic racists when we're not, and we've never even done anything racist? All because we have a political view that goes against theirs that's the problem with the Democratic arm you don't agree then you're worthy of all this hate crime against you and it is very very heartbroken and unfortunate and this sounds eerily similar to something that happened under Nazi era regime first they bash the Jews then they made them the reason why they have all the problems in the world. Well, this is exactly what's happening to us today. What's next? Concentration camps? We have decided we really need camps for adults.
0: And well, this is what this is what's in the uh, the camps for adults are when you know the FEMA camps and and when they gas all the federal prisoners and get them out of there. That's what she's in reference to. Hillary.
1: And we need the kind of camp.
0: So, this was in Atlantic City, I don't know, a few years ago.
1: That you all run. I mean, really. Where, you know, none of the serious stuff. Oh, yeah. None right. of the... Just
0: a bullet in the head or torture and whatever. But none of the serious stuff.
1: You know, life challenge stuff. More fun. I think we have a huge oh, yeah. fun deficit
0: Oh, absolutely. In this is a woman that, for fun she'll take little girls, nine-year-old girls, and cut their faces off and then take the face and put it over hers to terrorize her and then slit her throat, sexually molest her, and drink her adrenochrome-rich blood. That's what she does for fun. Okay?
1: Surely, Hillary Clinton didn't mean camps for adults. Surely, Hillary Clinton just meant Camps for adults to go hang out and have fun. Oh, yeah. And talk right. about their political disagreements. I'm sure. Surely that's all she meant. Because, hey, it's not like they're censoring us on the Internet. It's not like they're passing rules in cities against us. It's not like they're encouraging violence against us. Oh, oh wait. They are. I'm not saying what Hillary meant or didn't meant. I'm just saying, she definitely brought up the idea of a quote-unquote fun camp, which is exactly what Hitler called it in his day and age.
0: But you know what the sad truth is? I kind of doubt he called them fun camps, but you know. Many in our
1: colleges don't even realize freedom of speech and how it is very, very critical. Take a look at this article on Infowars.com survey. Half of students don't believe all speech is protected under the first amendment a new survey has revealed that almost half of college students don't believe that all free speech should be protected under the first amendment the study conducted by the knight foundation discovered that students believe that statements or content categorized as hate speech should not be protected under the banner of freedom of speech
0: and gallup just did a poll now again i don't know how accurate it is but it wouldn't surprise me at all with the way america's moving that uh four out of ten uh I, I believe adults believe now that socialism is good they would embrace socialism So and this is why it's so important for them to to, to flood to flood us with the, the the demographics they're trying to flood us with because most of those people would you know fall into that category They're going to believe that and, and and embrace that and think that's the good the right thing to do. So that's very important for them to make that all happen.
1: A total of 41% said they do not think such speech should be protected, while 58% believes it should. Let me put it this way. Either all speech is free or none of it is. Freedom of speech means the freedom to say what you want. That's the very basis of freedom. And the other problem that these students aren't thinking about is who calls hate speech hate speech if it's anything like we've seen from the democratic party then there's only going to be one political view allowed
0: well that's fine welcome with them. to george orwell's 1984. that's fine with them they, they don't care about your rights or or anything having to do with you in fact you need to die according to them and i'm going to prove that in the study today here that they could care less and if we all die just all the more quicker for most of them, I'm sorry. That's that's how bad it's gotten. I've seen too many reports. To seen the way that these people behave, and um, that's what they're um all about. Next report: Radical left endorses widespread violence and assaults on conservatives and Christians. Death squads. The next step. This is Mike Adams just released this, but again, he hasn't got the the memo about Trump yet. But the radical left has now jumped the sharp which calls for violence against conservatives and Christians now being made by mainstream media outlets and commercial businesses run by progressives, This normalization of demanded violence against conservatives is the latest escalation among Progressives, who appear to be part of a dangerous authoritarian cult that demands the silencing and extermination of all political opponents. For example, Nigel Farage's bus tour was just threatened by mass protesters, a CBS News broadcast broadcast an endorsement that called for progressives to engage in acts of violence against conservatives the views joy behar has called for all republicans to be jailed for daring to support uh, trump and cnn has a long history of calling for violent acts against political opponents while the lunatic left claims to stand for diversity and tolerance in truth leftists are increasingly openly calling for acts of violence, including murder against conservatives and Christians. The truly shocking realization is that the escalation will sooner or later lead to left-wing death squads being unleashed to murder conservatives, mass murder conservatives and Christians, Trump supporters and gun owners. Based on the escalating rhetoric and increasing violent actions already being committed by deranged leftists today, this escalation probably isn't that far off. Once the left-wing death squads are unleashed, No one on the left will speak out against them, which is what we were just talking about, obviously. We know that because there's virtually no one on the left that is speaking out against the silencing of conservatives or the physical attacks taking place against conservatives right now. In other words, nobody on the left thinks there's anything wrong with silencing, defaming, deplatforming, or demonetizing, or just flat out murdering their political opponents. Actually, this is the perfect segue into what Lisa Haven just said, because this is taking it really to really to where this is uh it's logical end you know satan never gets enough and the people on the left are the purest embodiment of satan's agenda at this point now that doesn't mean i'm like oh i'm mr republican or republican no no i'm just talking about what they represent what they represent and how they're acting out and it's being documented every day, and I'm seeing all these videos, and I'm like, wow, these people are totally demon-possessed of the toenails. They love their father, the devil, and of his lust and of his works, they will do. And he came to murder, kill, steal, and destroy, and that's what they're doing. The left has become lawless, irrational, and insane. Leftists respect no laws, no rules, no logic, no evidence, no reason, and no real diversity at all. This is the new radicalism of the runaway left, which has morphed into an authoritarian cult that's afflicted with mass mental illness. Mass demon possession is what he really means. This authoritarian cult demands absolute obedience on everything, including transgenderism climate change, vaccine compliance, open borders, and everything else imaginable. It's gotten so insane that if you don't celebrate the mass murder of babies after they're born, infanticide, then you're demonized by the left. Next report. It's not okay to be white anymore. The world says all whites need to die. So, this is uh, the commission, New New Zealand Human Rights Commission, backed uh, by new zealand's government and the ministry of justice condemned a shirt that uh, evidently somebody was seen wearing from a company called trade me and the shirt says it's okay to be white that's all it says it's okay to be white but see that's that's not acceptable in other words it's not okay to be white you need to die How dare you say that? That's going to offend somebody. This is the red level insanity of where the world's gotten to. Material of this nature is not likely to meet the high threshold set out of Section 61, Section 131 of the Human Rights Act. A Human Rights Commission spokesman told the New Zealand Herald on Wednesday. New Zealand is what they want to bring everywhere, especially America. However, this phrase is known to be associated with white supremacist groups around the world. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, I see the KKK. These guys marching with this shirt all the time. Despite what the advertisements say, it seems that the stickers and the t shirts are intended to convey a message of intolerance, racism, and division. There is no place for that in New Zealand. You must comply. You must capitulate. You must embrace Islam. You must convert. And you must love Satan. That's really what they want. They want you to love Satan. It's where it's all going, isn't it? Isn't that the Antichrist, the false prophet? Bow down and worship him? Worship his name is the number of his name? Satan, the Antichrist? Take the mark of the beast? It's kind of where it's all going to end at the end of the day. The seller, VJM Publishing, describes the shirts as a way to counter-signal the Marxists and other anti-white bigots with these decals featuring the most successful meme of 2017 and it's okay to be white t-shirt will let people know that you're not a racist who thinks that a child can be born into sin if others with the same skin color have acted badly in the past wear this t-shirt as a white person to troll your local communities or wear this shirt as a brown person to troll stuck-up middle-class urbanites either way it's funny yeah <laughs> Uh, here's a picture of Lauren Southern, the Canadian journalist that did all of that a ton of those videos that I played about what's going on in the South African white genocide. Well, evidently she just got off a plane in Brisbane uh, in Australia with a it's okay to be white t-shirt, okay? And this is, I guess from her, I don't know, Twitter or something like that. How saying that it's okay to be white is intolerant or divisive is unclear, but it's certainly ironic given the constant barrage of anti-white and anti-Semitic tropes and rhetoric consuming coming exclusively from the mainstream media. Trade Me has since caved to the left and removed the listing despite the fact it didn't violate company rules. So of course they did, you know, because that's what they want to see. They want to see compliance of any company that would dare do something like this. So, let's go ahead and play this short little video here.
1: Why you don't know
0: what it's like to be living in a ghetto. You don't know what it's like to be poor. That's Bernie Sanders.
1: When you walk into a bank, you will get a loan more easily if you are a white guy.
0: It's like you're at the the 50-meter mark in a 100-meter dash, and you got that kind of a lead, yes, because you were born white. That's the, the coach for the San Antonio Spurs. The other lady was Joy Behar. Here's what it looked like along waverly lane in north fort worth early thursday morning cell phone video and pictures taken of the area show the signs reading it's okay to so be white this is in america that they, they they had somebody went through this neighborhood in america and posted these signs on light poles it wasn't illegal it's okay to be white and this was on their 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 local news posted onto lampposts and other pieces of public program. now it must have been like one of the first stories they ran because The time of the report is 6.04, and I'm assuming it's the 6 o'clock news. So this was like probably their their lead report. District 4 Councilman Kerry Moon isn't taking it lightly. I condemn any type of uh, literature uh, sign that uh, is posted uh, that may be offensive to some folks. This is a white guy, the city councilman, saying this is offensive. When it says it's okay to be white, what is offensive about that? I guess what's not offensive is the fact that it, is, it doesn't say it's not okay to be white because evidently that's would be accepted or it's okay to be white and dead. That would probably be accepted, but it's not okay to be white and it's surely not great or good to be white. No. Oh, Satan forbid saying something like that. Never, never, never. Don't you even think about it. This was their i'm assuming their lead report this is how this is in america this is going on this red level insanity well the councilman said this kind of activity is considered a class c misdemeanor and those responsible could face a citation class three what so this is it's illegal to to put this out evidently it's it's now it's illegal to do this
1: he also said instead of ripping the signs down Neighbors should call police immediately And oh, leave those signs up Since they are considered to be evidence Oh and just...
0: yeah because they, they can get the fingerprints off them And you know get Get the perpetrator And you know 30 days in the electric chair I think is bare minimum Hung from the gallows in the city, you know, make an example out of whoever this this white devil is that did this. The police investigate the situation. It's concerning. Hey, they're doing the same thing with the chip tracks in New Zealand. The one I've that that one I told you, you know, last I put out thousands of those probably that exact track here. And the reason I've done that is is it really gets people's attention. Typically, every single time I go back, the track is gone, because people are receptive to it because they know inherently Islam is evil. It's a great way to reach them for the Lord, and um, you're doing not only are you educating them about Islam and what Islam is all about, but you're you're giving them this opportunity and at bare minimum planting the seed about receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. But I knew a long time ago, the night was coming when no man can work, and that I wasn't going to be able to put those out. So that's why I've done it for so long. And, and sure enough, that's the exact track that turns up in New Zealand that, that'll basically probably get you thrown in prison. I think they should just start having public, public executions of these people. I mean, obviously I'm being facetious, but you know. I mean, how far are they gonna take it? I mean, that, I mean obviously it will end up that bad someday. But I, I just like to point out the absolute insanity of this while we still have a voice to speak. At the at the least, you're right? wondering why I'm really Trump's demographic. Yeah, I'm a Michigan angry. White I'm an angry guy, yeah. white guy over 50 with a high school education. That's that devil, Mike Michael Moore. We have to stop demonizing people and realize the biggest terror threat in this country. Don Lemon on CNN, the biggest terror threat in this country. Don Lemon. white men most of them radicalized right up to the right and we have to start doing something about them there is no travel ban on them there is no white guy ban so what do we do about that so if i could just i mean did you hear that did you hear that that was don lemon that was one of cnn's most brain dead evil reporters black guy said that about white guys that's the most biggest threat they face are white guys that are right leaning what do we do about them he's posing the question they got to go they got to die they got to die hopefully slowly In a lot of agony because they got to be made an example of it's gone on too long with these white guys just gone on way too long i feel their pain i really do I feel it. Speak to my fellow angry white American guys who are semi-uneducated like me, dudes, give it up. It's We've Submitly. been running the show for yeah. ten thousand years absolutely america was never great for anyone who wasn't a white guy what do you say to the people who are who dragged a poor white guy out of a car and beat him oh my
1: goodness poor white people please i'm gonna stop i'm gonna stop Don't.
0: now see that's the thing is, is i've got oh it's probably a 50 to 60 page um and, and this is just in particular just in regard to black on white crime about a 60 page document a lot of it is from the fbi and various branches of law enforcement it's all their statistics of course you're never going to see it on the news they'll reluctantly admit to it um I, I would imagine if you put it in their right in their face but um on the unbelievably disproportionate white on black crime that actually happens the unbelievably disproportionate of black men raping white women never ever hear about any of that or the black men attacking white people it's, it's so far off the scale and, and disproportionate, it boggles the mind. Now, I've got a lot of, of black listeners, and this is not about them. I've had tons of them actually email me and agree with what I'm saying about that, what I just said. Because you can't really argue with it. It's just a statistical fact. Doesn't mean I'm demonizing all black people. But I'm saying from these statistics, it's e- easily, easily provable but you never ever hear about any of it. No, 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 you can't say that. It's it's never I mean white men in particular are the most demonized demographic on the face of the earth. And I don't think there's any way you could argue argue that at this point. Here's just some more related insanity. I mean, it's one report reads hysteria. Chicago High School spends over $50,000 replacing their yearbook. Because some students did the OK hand sign. Now, I understand that OK hand sign in Hollywood means 666. I get that. understand that. But most people that, I mean, when I grew up, that was never even known. Now, I'm not saying that's a hand sign we should be making because obviously the connotation is just like you don't want to do the Cornudo sign, which is the horns of the beast, which is like the, you know, was the Texas University of Texas. That's their, you know. But it's hook them horns or whatever. Okay, certain things we don't want to be doing. But they, things are, got everything's gotten so politically correct that, you know, you can't do anything out of line of whatever they say you can't do. And the ones that are making up the rules are Satanists, essentially. Another report read, Outdoor Company refuses city demand to take down massive American flags. So they're, they're basically pressuring people now to take down your your flag your american flag you can't fly that that's racist i mean absolute totally insanity looney tune libs surround and harass pro-life high schooler there's a video of that the next report target sells lgbt lesbian gay bisexual transgender clothing and queer clothing for children funds group whose founder praised nambla north american man boy love defender Target is pure evil. You shouldn't give them one dime, them or Walmart, of anything. Here's a picture of their section in Target. Take Pride, Big Rainbow, um, Gleason, G-L-S-E-N, that wicked devil group. All of this stuff, Rainbow stuff, Pride, Power, all this garbage. American retail chain Target recently donated... $100,000 to nonprofit whose founder praised a NAMBLA advocate and teaches North American man boy love and teaches students and teachers in school grades K through 12 about sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression. The group Gleason was founded by Kevin Jennings in 1990 with a plan to be the leading national educational organization focused on ensuring safe and affirming schools for the LGBTQ students jennings was the was president obama's assistant deputy secretary of the office of safe and drug-free schools oh isn't that wonderful at the u.s department of education from 2009 to 2011 where he continued pushing a radical pro-homosexual agenda in american schools as part of the government's common core initiative which is pure evil Gleason teaches elementary school children in grades 3rd uh, through 5th about gender identity and expression and gender-neutral pronouns according to the lesson plan on their website. That way you won't offend anybody. In 2009, Jennings was under fire for failing to report a 15-year-old sophomore student in his school who told him about his sexual relationship with an older man. Well, Of course, they all cover for one another. The Gleason founder was also criticized for craving praising Henry Hay, who frequently defended the North American Association Man-Boy Love Association, or NAMBLA. So, um, this is the kind of degenerate devil-filth scum that we're dealing with here. Target's Executive Vice President, Chief Marketing and Digital Officer, Rick Gomez, happens to be on the board of Gleason. Imagine that! As promoted on the department store's website, in addition to the generous donation, Target has started selling its own line of LGBT club products, including kids and baby clothes and here's a sampling of this take pride accessories and pins and adult swimwear clothes nice kids clothing adult tees and tanks here's some more love my love my dads meaning i've got two dads you know even though that's you know obviously physically impossible to truly have that from a procreational standpoint and there's another one love my moms my lesbian moms and then Another one that says, come out and party, meaning come out of the closet and party. The kids' clothing includes rainbow clad shirts, reading, Love my dad, love my mom, whatever. In the following video, a pro LGBTQ woman goes through the products at her local Target store. I'll spare you that. Now, Ikea, they're jumping on the bandwagon. They're flying the rainbow flag outside of their stores. Uh, Day Against Homophobia, for their Day Against Homophobia. IKEA locations in Canada raised a rainbow flag today to commemorate the pro-homosexual international day against homophobia and transphobia and biopia. Whatever, phobias for everything. IKEA Canada president Michael Ward said, raising the pro-homosexual flag symbolizes IKEA's commitment to diversity and inclusion. Again, I would never give another dime to this devil retail outlet either. Ever. That's just me. At IKEA, caring for people, diversity and inclusion are embedded in our vision In our value, oh yeah, your satanic values. We strive to have a diverse and inclusive work environment where coworkers feel valued for their uniqueness. Um and recognized for the diverse of talents where they can be themselves. We're proud to raise the pride flag at all of our stores across Canada today in recognition. Of this, and in support of the LGBT community and people of all orientations, workers at the global home furnishings retailer joined in the gay festivities throughout Canada. Uh, According to a company statement that noted that IKEA is a partner of Pride at work and a global partner for workplace Pride. Oh, in that wonderful, you should be so proud of being, you know, a lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, because you know. It's not like pride wasn't the first sin of the Bible. It's not like that wasn't the main reason that Satan fell originally. So obviously we want to highlight pride being the centerpiece of something you should be totally stinking ashamed of. But no, no. Satan wants you to glory in your shame. So make sure you 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 dress and let everybody know that you're this reprobate. The latter organization is based in the Netherlands and seeks to expand the LGBT agenda globally by setting benchmarks for the employment of homosexuals. Um, The British, European Commission, and Canadian governments, along with several other global corporations, also commemorated the day in concert with the United Nations. Of course, they're always going to be in on it. Then we have this. The Pope makes the Antichrist covenant and summons the New World Order. During a recent speech he made before the Pontifical Council for Justice and Peace in Rome on December 3rd, Pope Benedict, the current leader of the Roman Catholic Church, called for what can only be described as a unified world government, which he dubbed as a new evangelization of society, evangelization of society that aligns with the spirit of visions brought forth by previous popes. While addressing the council, Pope Benedict made numerous references to the new evangelization as an integral part of the Roman Catholic Church world world's mission. And when defining what the phrase actually means, he said how individualism must be transformed into a type of communalism, like communism and socialism, marked by interconnectedness in family formation on a global scale, like a new world order under the Antichrist and false prophet. Yes, exactly like that. Part of this entails the construction of a world community, as translated from the original speech was which was given in italian and to guide this world community um will be a corresponding authority whose purpose is to serve and promote the common good of of the human family they would never do us any wrong i'm sure they would never make us take the mark of the beast or get our heads chopped off right never 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 don't you even think that In other words, the New World Order, in no uncertain terms, is the ultimate goal of the Roman Catholic Church.
1: Back to the report. So let's start first with what the Pope is actually doing. For starters, let's go back to this article published January 7th of this year by foxnews.com titled, Pope Decries Rise of Nationalism, Flaws of Globalization. In other words, what the Pope is saying here is that he hates nationalism and any kind of nationalist thinking. What does nationalism actually mean? It just means that you love the country that you live in. It means that you want to build up your country. So at the very core of what the Pope is saying, is he's saying that he's against anyone's love for their own country. And he supports globalization. Take out this secondary article published also a little earlier on in the year. Neonetal.com. Pope Francis calls on migrants to flood the United States. Forget national security. So here's a secondary article talking about how the Pope wants to, uh, well, allow thousands and tens of to hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants to cross into the U.S. border. Why would the Pope support that? Well, because according to him, he wants open borders and he wants no walls and he wants to get rid of nationalism and he wants to usher in a new world or global order. The funny part about that is, is that the Vatican itself, he's got walls surrounding his city, yet no one else is allowed to build walls. Kind of contradictory, isn't it? But you know, that's not all. According to a recent address by the Pope himself to participants of the Pontiff Academy of Sciences, he makes it very clear that, well, he wants to bring that international governing body in now. Take a look at the actual address and I'm going to go through it with you, but here's what it states. It states, at the same time the church has warned people and peoples and governments about the deviations of this attachment when it concerns the exclusion and hatred of others. When it becomes conflict nationalism, that raises walls. There's that hatred of nationalism and his keywords to walls, yet he has walls, but we're moving on. Indeed, even racism or anti-Semitism. Now, obviously, some of that sounds really great, but he throws in that little twist in it about how nationalism is somehow evil and bad. Why would it be evil and bad? Because it's against the new world order. But he goes on in his address and he states, The church observes with concern the re-emergence almost everywhere in the world of aggressive currents towards foreigners, especially immigrants, he says, as well as that growing nationalism that neglects the common good. Thus, there is the risk of compromising already established forms of international cooperation. He's saying nationalism puts the risk of the global new world order at risk. Nationalism puts the new world order at risk. He's saying, uh, not allowing immigrants into your country, illegal immigration, by the way, puts the New World Order at risk. So what's the Pope's solution? Well, as I showed you in earlier reports, he wants to break down our walls here in America and allow mass immigrate, great immigrants to come into the United States of America. Illegal, by the way. I am 100% supportive of legal immigration immigration. 100%. It's not fair that those who are doing it illegally get precedence and get put on the top over those who are doing it the right way. There's a right way and a wrong way. But you see what the Pope doesn't address? He doesn't talk about the criminal activities that are allowed in at the border. He doesn't talk about the drugs or the sex trafficking that comes along with it or some of the health risks involved. He doesn't say anything about vetting, vetting, the, the, the immigrants, he just says, open your borders because it's for the common good of the entire world. You mean it's for the common good of the Pope? Because they want to break down the United States of America? They want to turn us in to a third world country. But his address goes on, and here's what he says, the nation state cannot be considered as an absolute, as an island with respect to the surrounding context. In other words, we cannot stand alone. We have to have a new world order. In the current situation of globalization, not only of the economy, but also of technological and cultural exchanges, the nation state is no longer able to produce the common good of its populations alone. The common good has become global and nations must associate for their own benefit when a supranational common good is clearly identified, it is necessary to have a special authority legally and concordantly constitute capable of facilitating its implementation. We think of the great contemporary challenges of climate change and new forms of slavery and peace. In other words, do it to save the planet. Now I've talked about this on my channel once before. But I wanted to really delve into some of these details and show you what is really going on and how much they're pushing for this new world order. But it goes on, one last section of that address I want to show you. Well, according to the principle of subsidiary, individual nations must be given the power to operate as far as they can. And on the other hand, groups of neighboring nations, as it is already the case, can strengthen their cooperation. How can they strengthen that? By attributing the exercise of certain functions and services, certain functions and services to an internal governmental institution that manage their common interest. Intergovernmental institution. That means a global dictating body. You know, like we hear in the Bible, the rising up of ten nations and one rises from among them all, the Antichrist, to rule the world? You see, the Pope has a lot of earmarks for what the Bible calls the false prophet in the latter days. He's a man who comes up and ushers in a one-world religion. Some of his own people are even standing against him. Check this out on neonnettle.com. Catholic conservatives meet in Rome to oppose the global one world order. Thankfully, even some of his own people know better than to usher in this global new world order because history has proven that anytime you have a global body dictating the rules of the world, it never ends up good. Your freedom, your sovereignty is always taken away. But you know what? As I stated before, the Pope has a lot of earmarks to the false prophet. Not calling him the false prophet. I don't know who that is. Time will only tell. I'm just saying he's one of many possibilities. Why do I say that? Because he signed a covenant already. Take a look at this article by TMIN.com. The Pope and Islam's most important imam just signed a covenant that pushes us much, much closer to a one world religion. It goes on, a historic interfaith covenant was signed in the Middle East on Monday and the mainstream media in the U.S. has been almost entirely silent about it. Shaikh Almeed Tlaib is considering to be the most important imam in the Sunni Islam and he arrived at the signing ceremony in Dubai with Pope Francis, hand in hand, in a symbolic of interfaith brotherhood. But this wasn't just a ceremony of Catholics and Muslims. According to a British news source, the signing of this covenant was done in front of a global audience of religious leaders from Christianity to Islam to Judaism to many other faiths. Now that covenant took place earlier February of this year and here we are in May, just months away, From seeing first the Pope try to birth the rise of a one-world religion, and now, just months later, trying to birth the rise of a new
0: world order. And Jared Kushner's peace deal is gonna—I mean, they're saying June, from what I've seen. So that's kind of why I want to. I don't know if I'm gonna get it done, but yeah, his peace deal. from what i've seen there it's it's coming out in june maybe maybe july at the latest I and mean, i understand things could push that back but i mean all the stuff is coming together and they're being more aggressive on this than i have ever seen in any other time in history
1: or as he likes to call it a global government an international governing body interesting that these are the very things spoken of in biblical prophecy. But you see, there's always a motive. And they need to create a crisis to get the world convinced that this is the way they need to go. What is that crisis? Well, the hoax of global warming. Anyhow,
0: I... that's not going to be the main crisis. That's, a, that's more of a long-term plan. World War III is what's going to get everybody desperate. And that's what's coming with Iran. Uh, that's what I think. I mean, because the, the, you're not going to be able to get everybody on the same page with global warming in a very short period of time. There's not enough, there, there's too many holes, but a war is a war is a war. And if they get World War Three going, that's going to be in your face. And I think that will be the thing that really is the linchpin to bring us into the um, the tribulation period. So that's all I have for part two, and we will see you in part three.